This is episode 127 of the IDRA Class Notes Podcast. And I think one of the things that makes it so special is that by opening this school, these students that didn't have the opportunities to go to college now had it. It's really about making sure that it's scaled. We don't just want pockets of success. We want to make sure that every single student that is a PSJ student is given the same opportunity, whether you're a dropout, whether you're top 10%, whether you're in the middle, whether you're in a different special purpose school, you're going to have that chance. Mm Welcome to IDRA's Class Notes Podcast. Today you're going to hear the second part of an interview with Linda Carrillo, a principal at the College Career Technology Academy, a high school in Far San Juan Alamo ISD, where students who have dropped out or have failed to complete high school are given the opportunity to come back to high school to earn college hours and earn their high school diploma. In this section, she talks about expectations for staff, three core elements of transformation that is happening at PSJA, and parent engagements for students who are also young adults. We were talking about expectations for your staff. And one of the things that I forgot to mention on expectations Uh for staff is I have to lead by example. Mm -hmm. So if I expect, then you better believe I'm going to be the first one in line to to set that example. And I think that's one of the reasons why I'm able to get this buy-in from the staff. And we work on it together. We're a team. It's for our students. Mm -hmm. We're all just playing different roles. And so I truly believe in leading by example. Mm -hmm. And if I expect them to engage with their students in learning, then when I hold my staff meetings, I'm engaging my teachers in the staff meeting. They're not just silent observers. Mm -hmm. So it starts at the top. And I think that with that, the teachers, they, you know, they get pumped up and, and they feel like, hey, my leader's doing it. I need to do it. And it's what's best for our students. Would you say that you have... 60% 60% adoption of the, the district's mission in the, in the campus by the staff? I would say that all my staff all 100% believe mm-hmm. that every single student mm-hmm. can go to college. We're working on the connection piece. We're not where we want to be, but as far as the implementation of the common instructional framework, which is the vehicle to get us there, 100% mm-hmm. every day in our classrooms. Like I said, we haven't arrived and I started with we're a learning lab. We always want to improve and get better. And so we still have some... Oh, you haven't arrived as far as the numbers or you haven't arrived as far as with the... The, the, the numbers because we want all our kids to get connected. We want all our kids to, you know, walk out with the opportunities. But as far as the belief, it's there 100% mm-hmm. with the staff. And if it wasn't, then it would be very difficult for them to survive in our little school because the teachers hold such high expectations of each other that they feed off each other and you know you want to be part of of that and every single staff member here is when, when dr king started i'm not mistaken this was one of the first things he did yes is that correct yes when he started and i wasn't here but i was at a at a different school but when he started one of the first things that he noticed was that we had a major problem and of course it's the dropout the silent epidemic where we were losing so many kids and a lot of these students had gotten to senior level and they 500 a year I think right they had dropped out so he opened up the school it didn't look this way I think they had two classrooms and from there it started evolving and that's how that started. This is one of his first initiatives along with the T-STEM Early College. Mm-hmm. In this first year? Or? 
remember? It was in 2007. 2007? Mm-hmm. And he came in in 2006? Right. Six or two? Yes. I think it was the first year, his first full year. His first full year, so. Mm-hmm. It's okay. Because he came in after rather traumatic circumstances. Yes. Very traumatic circumstances. Mm-hmm. Okay, so the reason I'm pointing this out, not the traumatic circumstances, but those one of the first things he did is because usually when you're trying to increase your numbers, you solidify what you can solidify the quickest. You would call low-hanging fruit. Mm-hmm. But it strikes me that that's not what happened here. He went for what we consider a more challenging population right. to get his numbers up. Mm-hmm. You know, didn't concentrate on the just on just on the college kids, just right. on the top ten percent or top whatever percentage was going. Right, and and I think one of the things that makes it so special too is that by opening this school, these students that didn't have the opportunities to go to college now had it, mm-hmm. and so it started with your top kids, and now maybe your students that weren't achieving as high as those students but you would see it across the board so you have your top kids doing it you have you know your dropouts doing it then why isn't everybody in between doing it too Mm -hmm. and really using cct as a learning lab too Mm -hmm. because what ended up happening was they were solving this dropout dilemma and seeing that, you know what, we can connect kids to college. So going back to the regular comprehensive high schools, which is where I was at, and setting up our own transition teams within the comprehensive high school. So now we were also setting up different initiatives to keep students from dropping out in ninth grade, in 12th grade. And so really taking lessons learned from CCTA and the early college and embedding them. And even today, CCTA and T-STEM early college are looked upon as learning labs, Mm -hmm. still learning from these lessons and scaling it back up. So it's never a single island. And I think that's what makes our district so special, that it's really about making sure that it's scaled. We don't just want pockets of success. Mm -hmm. We want to make sure that every single student that is a PSJ student is given the same opportunity, whether you're a dropout, whether you're top 10%, whether you're in the middle, whether you're in a different special purpose school, you're going to have that chance. Mm-hmm. Okay. You were here before, you, you saw the way things were before Dr. King was here, and you saw the way things have happened since. How challenging was that to change the mind shift, and how did that occur? How did you I think, describe that? I think going back and reflecting at that time when Dr. King came in, I was a high school counselor. And so as a high school counselor, I became a counselor because I was an advocate for students. And I always felt that every kid needed that chance to to go to college. Unfortunately, at that time, we didn't have all these opportunities. It was very limited and usually for your top students. And so when Dr. King came to PSJA, I personally felt that it was the best thing ever because I knew that at Hidalgo, Mm -hmm. they had done some great, great things and they had changed a community. And I felt that... With him coming on board, PSJ had a chance now. Before that, it was very limited. I didn't see ourselves moving in very many directions. We also had that stigma as being known for, you know, the gang district, if you want to call it that, or you'd go somewhere. Where do you work, PSJ? Oh, that's where all the gangs are at, right? And so now you go somewhere, and it's like, wow, you work at PSJ. How are you all getting all those students connected to college? And so it's really even changed the perception of our whole district. 
and it goes back to Dr. King. It starts with him, mm-hmm. his leadership, his vision, and we believe it. Mm-hmm. And I think because we believe it, we want to live it, and so we want to make sure that as principals at the different schools that we are rolling out those expectations for our students. And Dr. King is the type of superintendent that he he really lays out that path. He gives you the chance to think out of the box and be innovative, but at the same time, he provides you the support that you need when you need it. So he has really built something great here for all our students, for our community. And now I think I have a daughter that's in high school, and she has all these options, all these opportunities, and so do all the other students. And I don't think they would be here if it wasn't for him because he's such an innovative thinker. He's always a hundred miles ahead of everybody else. And because of that, we're able to provide so many more opportunities. And I think that in the beginning, it was hard for some people, but maybe it was hard for those people that just are okay with the way things were. And things need to change and change is hard. And change is good, especially when it's coming from a superintendent that wants what's best for students. And I think that it didn't take long before all of us or most of us jumped on board and said, we're in with you and we're going to make sure that we take this road. Was there a lot of staff attrition during that time? Did a lot of people leave? People left. You know, people left. and, And I think that if they left, well, good, because then we would be able to get people in their places that believe the same vision Mm -hmm. and I think that Dr. King has really proven himself because our district has transformed. Our students have been given so many opportunities. People now come to our district to learn from us Mm -hmm. and he's always the first willing to share because one of the Mm -hmm. things that he always tells people is that it's not just about our district, it's really about transforming the whole valley, the region, the state, the nation, whatever we can do to help, that's what it's about because it's about every single student being successful. God forbid something happens, Dr. King's. We don't want him to leave. No. (laughs) (laughs) The question to that is what would sustain all of these successes and all of the program beyond the leadership, beyond that leadership? What do you think would sustain that? I think that the belief system and also through the work and through the leadership positions people are able to build capacity and by building capacity you're able to walk away and make sure that it continues to to grow and that's one of the things that Dr. King has done in in several positions where you know it's about building capacity and that's why it's so important that you're following the vision because you really believe it and you're not just following the vision because oh that's the job right now so really doing what's best for students and having those key people in place to where if you know our superintendent was to leave or if our administrator was to leave or if I was to leave this place that the work would continue because the last thing you want is for it to fall apart because we know that what we're doing is here to help students. So building the leadership at every level? Yes, at every level, from the teachers to the assistant principals to the coordinators to our central office staff, making sure that everybody understands what needs to be done to continue the work because every single piece is important. 
and if we don't have that sustainability and that leadership that can make it happen, then you're going to go a couple of steps behind. You said you just said something that's actually part of this. What do you see as the pieces, the core pieces necessary for change, for the, to implement this sort of thing? I think that in our district model, and at least that's how I like to see it for our school, and I think it really goes district-wide in the College Ready, College Connect, and College Complete piece, there's different components within. Mm -hmm. For the College Ready, whether it's elementary, middle school, high school, it doesn't matter, central office staff, you need to have that college culture. And it has to go beyond the college flags and the college shirts. It really has to be embedded where students truly believe that they have the potential to go to college. And there's several different ways that you can do that, right? Mentor period, assigning an advocate, and so on. Another piece to the college ready is the instructional component, the quality instruction. We need to have that quality instruction in place from elementary, middle school, high school. We need to have capable support systems in place in central office to support the schools. And so that's an important component. And that it's coherent. And that it's coherent. Mm -hmm. So as our students move from grade level to grade level or jump from school to school, it all makes sense to them. And our teachers are able to have those conversations about instruction, whether it's math and science, ELA and social studies, because it's about strategies. You know your content, you're the expert, but we can still talk about our pedagogy because we share the same common strategies. And I think that's powerful, and I would love for you to see that. The other piece, the, the other piece with the College Connect, I think it's important that, you know, we're able to bridge our students to college and give them the the support system that they need to get there it's that component you know where we're able to bridge our students before they leave us and having that really good rapport with our community college and I think we're so fortunate that Dr. King opens doors for us when it comes to that and then of course the college complete which is going to be having those transition counselors in place making sure that the students are able to have that college knowledge piece where they can self-navigate to be successful in college. So I think those three components are key and everyone else falls in there, whether you're bilingual, whether you're special ed, whether you know, you're know you an administrator at central office, a principal AP, everybody has to be able to, to live by those three important pieces that make our district. At least that's how I see it. And that's where we're ready, connected and complete. How do you see the parental involvement being a piece of what you do? How do you engage parents in this? I think that's key. And that's an area that we definitely here in my campus need to do a better job at because we serve as young adults. So a lot of these students, they live at home, but they're pretty much independent. However, we still need to do that outreach for parents. And so what we do is we do have parent workshops once a month. I do have a part-time parent educator, and her job is to help me engage those parents to come in. Once we have the parents here, it's all about giving those parents that college knowledge component. Because a lot of times our students, it's not that they don't want to go to college. It's not that they don't want to do better for themselves. It's just that that's the way it has been in their family generations and so they don't have that family support system at home and sometimes it's not that the parents don't want them to go it's just that they don't know any better mm -hmm. so it's our job to educate our parents so as we bring them into our workshops it's always about college readiness and it's always about college knowledge and making Is it sure about expectations or navigating the system 
It's both. So how can I support my child as they transition to college? And number two, what can I do as a parent? What do I have to know? What is financial aid? Why is it so important to do it? Why is it okay to let my my you know my student in this case their young adults uh, leave to I don't know Kingsville if they want to? Why shouldn't I hold them back? And so the college knowledge and the college readiness skills and making sure that the parents are well informed, well aware, and that they're able to support the student. And so when the student goes to parent, then you know. They both understand each other's world because a lot of our parents here, they didn't go through college. And so a lot of times their child is the first one that's even graduating from high school. So we want to move beyond the high school diploma. We need to make sure that that support system is at home. So that's so important. Thank you for listening to IDRA Class Notes. For more information on IDRA and other Class Notes topics, go to www.idra.org. You can also send us your thoughts by email to podcast at idra.org.